Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. newest Raiders. Kenyon Drake is going to uh, stop by uh, before uh, headed over to uh, McCarran Airport to get on a flight back home. Um, he's super excited uh, to be here. Uh, I think you know the conversations that he's already had with John Gruden uh, and his good friend um, Josh Jacobs. Uh, they both went to Alabama, remember? Uh, I think that there's a lot of excitement about how uh, he's going to fit into this uh, offense. And if you really want a blueprint you know, of, of, of how they uh, want to use Kenyon Drake. Uh, just look at what they were thinking, and they being the Raiders, when they drafted uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. last year. Um, I think you're going to see uh, a guy that gets used all over the place, and it's just going to, you know, drive opposing defenses nuts and uh, make John Gruden very, very happy because there's a creative streak with John Gruden uh, that uh, players that play for him uh, we'll, we'll explain that and how, uh, you know, uh, excited he gets and crazy he gets about drawing up new plays. Well, now he has a new weapon uh, in Kenyon Drake uh, that uh, is going to, uh, you know, keep him up at night trying to figure out new ways to utilize him alongside Josh Jacobs and all the other weapons that this Raiders offense uh, has. But um, let's not forget about that defense. You know, coming into the offseason, defense was obviously uh, priority number one in terms of the Raiders just have to get better. You can't go into another season giving up 30 points a game. You can't go into another season where your front four uh, defensive line comes up with 12 and a half sacks. You think about that for a second. 12 and a half sacks. There's, guy, there's, there's players that get 12 and a half sacks in a year. The Raiders' defensive line as a collective unit had 12.5 sacks together. The rest of the sacks came from linebackers and uh, there were a couple of secondary players that came up with a, a sack here and there. But, yeah, that's not going to get it done, uh, and they have to improve it. Uh, you can't go into another year where that's happening. And the Raiders have done something about that, uh, one of the players being uh, uh, Yannick Ngagwe uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars by way – or, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens by way of the Vikings by way of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, uh, you know, here's a guy that over the last five years – uh, he's one of five players that has 40 or more sacks and 15 or more fumble, forced fumbles. You think about this for a second, you guys. He, he has a knack for doing this. He has a knack for creating uh, those turnovers. How important, and I used to see this all the time covering the Rams, especially with an Aaron Donald and guys like that, that were able to not just get the sack, <laughs> but force a fumble. Uh, those are game-changing type plays, and the Raiders just haven't been able to uh, uh, you know, create that uh, enough these last couple of years. Well, now they have a guy that's one of the best at it, period, in the NFL, and Yannick Ngagwe. Uh, and, you know, you go back all the way to last year when in training camp, 
with the Jacksonville Jaguars before he got traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Trust me, the Raiders were uh, very much involved in that and interested in bringing in uh, in Gagwe. It didn't work out. Uh, Yannick had the Raiders on his radar too. Uh, it didn't quite work out last year, but here we are. Good things uh, sometimes have to wait a little bit, but um, uh, Ngagwe is very, very excited about being a Raider, and here's what he had to say about that uh, from Henderson this afternoon. Yeah, uh, for sure. This was a place um, that I always uh, dreamed about being uh, to work, but also, um, yeah, the Raiders organization, they definitely tried to reach out and grab me, you know, early in the process, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't go the way that uh, we both wanted, so, you know, it took time, and ultimately, I'm back here uh, where I wanted to be, and it worked out, so um, I would say, man, uh, everything happens for a reason. No question about it, and that's uh, the Raiders' newest uh, defensive end, Yannick Ngagwe, who, um, you know, the addition of him um, and his presence now here with uh, the Raiders, uh, it's important for a lot of different reasons. And yeah, you also have to throw in Solomon Thomas um, and and Quentin uh, Jefferson into that uh, as well uh, because of, you know, what it does to the competition. Um, And there is talent on this defensive line, make no mistake. Max Crosby is still a very talented young player. I think he's going to benefit. Why? This is a guy who played 907, I think it is, uh, snaps last year. That's just too many for him. That's a lot of snaps uh, for for one guy, all right? Um, I'm a firm believer that at some point um, it it becomes a a, a situation where um, you get a reduced return when it's overexposed or overdone. I really believe that now with uh, Yannick here, um, you know, Max Crosby can now go into more, a more of a defined role where it reduces his snaps, but hopefully maximizes the efficiency of the snaps that he has. Um, you, you know, what difference is it making if he's playing 900 uh, snaps compared to, let's say, 600 snaps? If those 600 snaps are just a lot better than those 900 snaps and keeping him fresh. Uh, you know, it, it's a position where you where you where you can wear down. It's a position where some of your flaws uh, can get exposed. Uh, and and in Max's case, he's got trouble playing against the run. Um, and so, you know, having to fight through that, uh, it, it takes a lot out of you too. So I think that um, you know, by having somebody that now plays in front of him, that he can play alongside in certain situations, replace in certain situations. Uh, he could go, um, you know, uh, in, in known passing situations. He can rush off the side of Clee Farrell when you move Clee Farrell inside. It just it just makes his life a little bit better, even if it's coming off the bench. Don't get caught up in who's starting and who's this and who's that. It's just it's just a number. It's just a title. Max Crosby is going to play, but I, I really believe that by playing him less, he's going to play better, and that's really what you're what you're looking for. Uh, and that's the same case with you know uh, Quinton coming. Coming in uh, and Solomon Thomas coming in, and how that's going to help Maurice Hurst and Jonathan Hankins. They'll all get their opportunities. They'll all get their their chances, and it only enhances that competition level. And by raising the level of competition, you figure that the level of play um, will will rise as well. If nothing else, guys are going to be fighting hard to get their snaps, and when they get on the field, they're going to maximize those snaps. And if that becomes the collective mindset, not to say that it wasn't before, but when you have better players of that mindset, 
and operating in that mindset, knowing that, hey, um, you know, my, 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 my future snaps depend on you know, me maximizes the, maximizing the snaps that I'm playing, it's just going to raise their level of play. I'm not saying that you know, uh, in the past guys didn't you know, put the effort out. I'm not saying that at all. But I will say this. When you know that your snaps are going to be there, regardless, <laughs> sometimes, um, you know, you, you, you do the math in your head. You do the math in your head that it's a little bit easier sometimes uh, to maybe take a playoff here or, or there, um, knowing that it's really not going to um, uh, affect, you know, your playing time. So I think you're going to start getting maximum effort and hopefully efficiency when everybody is on the field, uh, when they're t- trying to take advantage of the snaps that they do get. Uh, but here's the thing also, um, you know, you, you, you want to uh, be able to, when you're enhancing it and getting that level of play higher, you're also now taking advantage of guys' skill sets. So there's different situations, um, you know, where, where a certain formation, a certain uh, personnel grouping uh, will be better than another, whether it's a rundown, goal line, you know, third and long, second and short, whatever the case might be. Now you have a lot of versatility because don't ever forget about the run game. We always talk about that pass rush, but defending the run is also of equal uh, importance. And uh, I know that in talking to uh, Unique today, uh, he sees the talent of this Raiders defensive line, uh, and, and he talked about that today from Henderson. Yeah, absolutely. You got guys that you just signed like uh, Solomon Thomas, Quentin Jefferson. You got Max up here. You got a lot of defensive talent, defensive linemen that uh, we can just gel together and put, you know, the knowledge that we have as far as uh, playing a run and pass rush that we can kind of turn this thing around and make it real special and get over that hump. That is the Raiders, new, the Raiders' newest pass rusher, uh, Unique Ngagwe. And I'll, I'll say this. Um, you know, he steps on the field and steps into the locker room and he becomes, you know, the, the best Raiders pass rusher uh, on the field, period. He's a proven commodity uh, who knows how to get to the quarterback, knows how to be disruptive, knows how to cause uh, turnovers. Uh, and I think uh, it, it helps, you know, now Clee Farrell on the other side, who I think is going to keep improving as a pass rusher, but doing his thing um, as, a, uh, as, a, as a run defender, uh, and, you know, I'm sure he's going to kick inside like he did last year, uh, you know, on, on known passing situations. And think about this. Now there's there's going to be opportunities where it's it's uh, Max uh, and Klee rushing off of the same uh, edge, you know, with or, or on the same side with Klee kicking it inside. That's just – it's not – forget about the ego. Forget about who's starting. Uh, forget about any of that. Just concentrate and focus on how it's all going to work together and benefit each other. Uh, even a guy like Solomon Thomas, you know, he he, he obviously he hasn't panned out uh, in the in the uh, four years that he's been in the league after being the third pick overall uh, out of Stanford a couple of years ago in twenty seventeen. In twenty seventeen, but if you look at his history, it's a guy that was you know a fairly uh, a prominent uh, player as a rotational piece in San Francisco when they went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, and so. He didn't start that year. Uh, there were there were better players that were in front of him, but he contributed, uh, and he was effective when he was on the field. Um, I think there's still some upside, and you think he needs to get better, and I think that his usage, he talked about this today, and we'll get into it a little bit later on, but you know, as that three-technique defensive uh, uh, tackle, you know, shading off of the, uh, off of the guard on, on either side, 
it's a position that he prefers. It's a position that he excelled at in college, and he feels he's most efficient at uh, in the NFL, uh, utilizing his speed and explosiveness and strength for his size. And, and boy, I'll tell you what, I, I, I mentioned this yesterday. I watched the tape of him, and I'm just scratching my head on why hasn't this guy translated in a bigger way to the NFL. He has excellent athletic ability, excellent power, um, he, he makes plays. You see him make plays. I don't know why it hasn't happened on a more consistent basis, but maybe now working for Rod Marinelli, maybe not having the weight of the world on his shoulder of being the third pick overall. And oh my gosh, the, you know, everything is, uh, everything relies on you. Maybe now he can kind of settle down and find his niche. And for the Raiders, that's all they want. They, they just want a guy that they're going to be able to count on in the snaps that he's playing, doing what they're expecting him and hoping uh, that he does in conjunction with everybody else. So uh, exciting. It'll be exciting. And I, I really, that like I said, go watch Solomon Thomas's film. Um, I, I know he hasn't done it consistently in the NFL, but go watch that and, and, and come back and, and, and let's talk about, did you see what I saw in terms of just the sheer athletic ability and power? Uh, we're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line or out to the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, 211 Steel Reserve wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, 211? He's not there anymore. Ah, okay. Uh, 211 uh, had to uh, to go run an errand. Uh, give us a call back, 211. Uh, back out to the Raider Nation listener line, though, because Eddie is in L.A. Eddie in L.A., how you doing? What's going on, Vinny? What's going on, man? you got to love that press conference with these guys. They just... Uh ooze the professionalism. And you, and it, it, if it doesn't fire you up as a Raider fan to be uh, to be excited about our defense this year, I don't know what will, but you can honestly see the fire that's coming in, and these guys haven't even started yet. I'm extremely excited for, for everything they've done on defense, especially on that side of the field, where we've lacked so much. It's just the, the, what pressure they're going to put on the starters that are already that were already there, the young, all the young personnel that they have, these guys are going to come in and they're going to show them day one. I mean, this is how you got to do it. This is how you. This is what you bring in veterans for. I'm excited. Yeah, and uh, um, it's it's a good point. And uh, you know, uh, Yannick talked about that today about being present. Sean McVay used to always say this. Um, you know, and it was a message to his to his players. You know. Be where your feet are at all times. Wherever you are, uh, have your full attention. Make that you know uh, the, the most important part of your day is wherever you are at that given moment. Um, don't be the guy, as Unique said, you know, is 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 twiddling uh, on a notepad when something important is being explained, uh, you know, uh, up on the board. Uh, make sure that you're paying attention. Make sure you're on time. Make sure you're you're maximizing every practice snap, uh, every rep, every rep in the weight room, uh, whatever the meetings might be. Um, and and this is from his mouth, you know, and and it's important. Those aren't just words. And I'm not saying that there was a lack of that. Uh, going on here, but I, but I will say this: as young as that group is on defense, especially, it's only natural um, that you that some guys sometimes you know kind of get caught up uh, in that, or or you know uh, uh, are a little bit lax sometimes uh, in, in that area. And if you don't have somebody of of an established nature to come in and say, "Hey, that's not how it's done here, and it's not going to be tolerated here." 
then things like that can grow a little bit. And we're, I'm not saying you've got to have a exactly hand or anything. Were we looking for that alpha present on defense? Did we just get one? Because it sounded like it on that press conference. It sounded like he was telling not only the fans and the, the fan base and everybody out there, but it sounded like he was speaking to the rest of the defense, saying he's going to go in there and he's going to lead by example and you better follow. That's what I took from it. Yeah, and it kind of reminded me of uh, a little bit of his demeanor of Justin Tuck. I don't know if you remember Justin Tuck. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Played for the Raiders back in the day. Notre Dame guy, you know, uh, uh, respected, articulate, um, you know, uh, introspective, and 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 somebody that you can tell is is in tune and present. Uh, and I think that that's gonna Solomon Thomas uh, came off the same way uh, today. Clee Farrell is like that. That's what Clee is all about, man. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to help him the most. It's, it, it, I remember that. I remember Justin Tuck vividly. Because it seemed when once he came in, there was also a lot of young players at that time on the defense, and they started playing better when they had a established veteran come in and and push them around in practice, man. To let them know that that's not going to be tolerated anymore. He's not there to waste time. He's there to play and turn this thing around. And it's just you know we have to trust into this process that these that they actually have a plan. And will it work? We don't. Nobody can answer that question until the season starts. No but question about it. No question about it. And that plan coming into fruition. And I'm, I just, I, I just can't say it enough. I'm extremely excited. Raider fans out there, especially the ones that are June and Gloom, you guys really got to listen to these guys. You got to really listen, read between the lines, who they're talking to. They're just not talking to the, the reporters. They're talking to everybody, especially the uh, the team. And I think we're going to see a, a, a hell of a better defense. I really do. Well, and I'm going to throw this on there, too. Um, you know, uh, and I mentioned last week I ran into uh, Corey Littleton. I saw Corey Littleton uh, pumping gas uh, in, in his car uh, last week. Um, and, and, you know, he just looked tremendous. He looked like he was in great shape, uh, you know, ready to, ready to rock and roll. It's another guy, if you remember, I know that he struggled a lot just playing early in the season. But he also, the COVID-19, you know, affected him as well and, and – you know, we can't just discount all of those things like like it was nothing. You know, guys obviously came back, but it took a toll. Clee Farrell will talk about how it took him a while, man. Uh, and this was in late November when he when he um, you know had the had COVID nineteen. It took him a while to get over that, and it lasted a little while. But anyway, my point is that uh, Corey Littleton is a very very conscientious player as well. He fits in with that Yannick Ngagwe, Clee Farrell. You know Solomon Thomas kind of demeanor, and 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 why that is important to me is because guys like that aren't satisfied. I know, I know, and I can promise you, as bad as it was last year for Corey Littleton, and as bad as Raider fans felt about it, and as angry and disappointed as Raider fans might have been about that, nobody, and I guarantee you this, that nobody feels any wor- feels worse than Corey Littleton. It drives him to get back out there and be the player that he knows he can be uh, and I think is going to be. I can't, It's. It, I just refuse to believe, again, like, that he forgot how to play football. But you put enough of those type of guys uh, onto a defense and into a room and in a meeting room and in a locker room and out on the field and in the lo- and in the uh, uh, um, 
you know, uh, weight room, on team planes, buses, all of this thing, all of that stuff. These guys live with each other basically for six months out of the year or however long it is. And if you get enough of those type of guys into your building and in all those areas that I just talked about, it rubs off. Um, and, and, and that's going to benefit guys like Jonathan Abram and, and Trayvon Mullen and, uh, you know, Damon Arnett. These guys want to win. I'm telling you that right now. They want to win. They want to be better. Sometimes young players need to be shown how. And it's not just the coaches uh, that deliver them uh, to that. It's guys like, you know, Yannick Ngagwe. And, and Kenyon Drake, when he comes on, uh, is going to fit that mold too. Uh, this is a guy that I believe is going to help the Raiders in a lot of different ways. Uh, including just that work ethic and that professionalism. Uh, and when we talk to him uh, at 4.30, we'll, we'll ask him about that. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Biodor. We're back in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Raider great Lincoln Kennedy. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Thank you for joining us on a Friday, another busy Friday, uh, obviously, um, for uh, the Raiders. Uh, No signings as of yet. I don't expect um, anything uh, to happen um, well, it could happen today, but as of right now, uh, and I just checked in not too long ago, uh, it doesn't appear um, as if something is looming or imminent. So um, right now, uh, as we speak, um, you know, the, the Raiders have made a bunch of moves along their defensive line. Uh, they've made a bunch of moves, um, you know, offensively, uh, wide receiver, uh, uh, running back, obviously, with the addition of Kenyon Drake. Um, and, and it's looking, it's coming together. You know, there's a long way to go. Uh, I just always try to, uh, uh, counsel fans on that. It's March 19th. There is a long, long way to go. And, um, you know, it takes time teams every year, every team is on a different journey. I know there's carryover. I know, obviously there's a lot of, you know, similarity from one year to the next in terms of personnel and players, but every team each year, it's a different team. It's a different journey. And, and the building of that team, the construction of that team, uh, the formulation of that team is, 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 is happening right now. Uh, and then you build on that. You get to OTAs, um, you know, you, mini camps, uh, getting in the classroom, getting in, um, you know, the, the weight room together, getting on the field together during the spring. And then obviously, uh, here comes training camp. Uh, it's all steps in that direction, and that includes putting teams together. It's just always a different situation, you know, from one year to the next. So, uh, and, and and I feel like this year um, has a chance to be uh, much like that. It's 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 going to have a different feel along that defensive line. Uh, I think we're going to see how that secondary kind of comes together uh, before it's all said and done. I think Kenyon Drake. Uh, adds uh, a whole different element uh, to what they're doing in the backfield. He's going to line up in a whole bunch of different places. We'll talk to talk to him about that uh, when he comes on board. I think John Brown, uh, along with Henry Ruggs and uh, Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro and, of course, Darren Waller and Josh uh, and, and Kenyon, that offense, I think, now uh, is going to look a little bit different. And, uh, you know, it was obviously it was playoff caliber last year. It was a top-10 scoring offense in the NFL. 
Um, but every year, like I said, is a different journey, and it's a different team. It's not going to look the same from one year to the next. A lot of players leave. A lot of new players come in. Um, and I like what the Raiders are doing. Uh, I like where they're, they're, they're headed, and uh, I really like what they've done on the defensive line uh, by adding, um, you know, uh, talent, proven talent. Uh, they've added upside in, in a guy like Solomon Thomas. Um, so all of that is, 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 is something that um, is, is uh, important. We're going to take a break here in just a second. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at L Kennedy 72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You're in the huddle. It's Friday, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Beautiful day. Uh, in Las Vegas. This is in the 80s today. Think about that for a second. It was freezing last week, uh, and now it's pool weather. Go check out some of the videos from uh, some of the hotels uh, and some of the parties, beach or pool parties going on uh, with the NCAA tournament uh, kicking off. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, and here I am, locked in my office, doing my thing, but I'm having a blast doing it. And one of the reasons why uh, is following what the Raiders are doing, obviously, and uh, and and Guys like my next guest, um, one of the Raiders' newest uh, players, uh, playmaker, running back, wide receiver, whatever. He, he's just a weapon, uh, an offensive weapon. And, of course, uh, I'm talking about Kenyon Drake. And, uh, Kenyon, thanks so much for spending some time with us. I know you're on your way home, uh, but I appreciate you taking a few minutes with you. How I'm sure your head is spinning, uh, you know, coming in, flying in, doing your thing over at the facility, talking to the media. But uh, I appreciate it. And how are you doing and how are you taking so far to Las Vegas? Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. And um, I'm good. Just uh, trying to take it all in. Um, I mean, came to terms yesterday, uh, flew out here today, signed it, uh, kind of got the tour of the facility over here in Henderson. Um, I'm actually currently at the team hotel right now, just kind of checked into a room. I got a red eye to fly back to Atlanta uh, tonight. So, uh, yeah, just. A lot of ripping and running, but I'm enjoying every second of it. Got my Raiders hat on, so I'm, I'm, I'm silver and black. <laughs> and yeah, and as you said on the uh, the media conference today, you definitely do look good in the silver and black. So <laughs> it it definitely suits you well. Um, so 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 uh, you know, good for that. You know, um, free agency can always be a little bit tricky, nerve wracking. Um, I'm sure it's not uh, the position that a lot of guys want to be in because we all want certainty in our lives. We all want you know, continuity and knowing where we're going to be, you know, tomorrow, let alone next month. Um, how was it uh, going through free agency? And, um, you know, do you recommend it? And do you ever want to do it again? Or do you want to uh, put that, you know, hopefully kind of behind you? Um, I feel like it's, it's definitely different than, say, for instance, the draft. Like the draft is a lot more nerve-wracking because you don't really have a – choice if that makes sense like you know you're you're going through the draft you got to go through all these teams you got to get poked and prodded you know the combine all that I don't ever want to go through that again like you know the draft was cool I would like to go through that one time and you know that was cool for agency is a whole different monster because you know you have coaches like you know coach Gruden or any other team like hitting you up and 
showing you know legitimate interest in you and that that's a good feeling knowing that you know that you're wanted your services are wanted and uh you know they feel like you can you know fill a need or or fit into the scheme of you know the organization so um that's definitely a more fulfilling moment and feeling and uh, you know the fact that i'm out here in vegas now after you know being in atlanta yesterday and not really having an idea of exactly where i would go um you know i can't really complain i, I enjoyed it you know to say the least that you know, I enjoyed this two-year contract before I go back into agency again. You know, I'm not in a rush to do it again, but it was it was it was fun. All right. Well, and and just to let you, I moved from L.A. Los Angeles to Las Vegas last year, and all I knew of Las Vegas was the Strip, and that's it. But it really is a beautiful place uh, to raise a family. There's there's plenty of places. Um, where you're, you know, 10 minutes away from the Strip, but far enough from the Strip, and it's, you know, nice community and, and growing. So I think you're going to enjoy uh, that end of it, and, and good luck with that whole process. I know, I know what, what all of that uh, in, entails. Um, you know, I know you knew that you were going to find a landing spot. You know, you're, you're one of the top players in the NFL at your position. You had a fabulous year uh, last year. You've had a, a really nice career. So I know that part of it wasn't, you know, an, an issue. Somebody, you were going to land someplace. And, and, and uh, so that wasn't an issue. Uh, were you surprised at all uh, that the Raiders, um, you know, made, made overtures? Not so much uh, because you, can't, you don't fit in or anything like that, but, you know, they were pretty much set offensively, it seemed, and they have Josh Jacobs. So were you a little surprised uh, that they came knocking on your door? I feel like in the NFL, you can't have enough playmakers. So specifically, I didn't have an idea about where I would go. Like you said, I you know, figured that I would land somewhere and be able to help you know, a team win games and you know, be a dynamic playmaker for them. Um, and when uh, Coach Gruden uh, contacted uh, my agency and myself and expressed interest, you know, it really piqued my interest because, one, like you said, they already have a, they have a great offense, you know, great playmakers. Josh, obviously, being um, being one of them in my room. Um, and I felt like the thing that he sold me on was just my ability to make plays in space, be a, a dynamic, versatile playmaker, and um, use me in a, a different array of positions and ways that would, you know, put pressure on the defense. And um, I feel like now, with that being said, I can only continue to make this already explosive offense even more explosive and you know you can't you can't have enough of that in this league <laughs> yeah no question about it and we're talking to Kenyon Drake uh the Raiders uh newest running back weapon uh offensive um uh, versatile offensive player that's gonna um you know be able to make plays uh all over the field and I you know I popped the tape in uh, when they signed you, um, you know, just to get a reminder uh, of what of what you were all about as a player. And one thing that struck me, A, was you do make plays all over the field, long runs uh, in short yarded situations, uh, pass catching, running the ball. Um, uh, but one thing that I wanted to ask you specifically, and it was in an area that the Raiders struggled a little bit, and a lot of teams do for some reason, and that's in the red zone, those goal-to-goal kind of situations, those short yarded situations, you know, first and goal at the eight, um, you know, having to get that, those eight yards to get that touchdown, the all-important touchdowns. Uh, do you feel like, and I have to feel like your versatility is going to help in that part of the field as a pass catcher and as a runner. What do you feel like you can bring to the table in the, in that kind of situational uh, football? Yeah, for sure. Uh, like you said, it's definitely very difficult in those situations to break the plane, you know, just, you know, move that extra inch because the defense knows you got to get that extra inch. So they're going to do everything they can to prevent you from doing that. 
Um, and uh, it's it's definitely a tall task, but definitely being able to be a versatile um, player myself, and also with the other weapons that we have on you know at our uh, display, it's you know you can't really key on one thing. Yeah, you would you know think that it's a high tendency to run the ball for sure. So. You know, in that situation, Josh can handle it, I can handle it. Anybody in our room probably can handle it with the O-line that we have and, you know, the, the scheme that we could kind of draw to get that, you know, one yard. But at the same time, you can't, you know, take away from the fact that you got, you know, speed outside that can maybe a play-action pass or, you know, a fade route to D-wall. You know what I mean? It's just I feel like Gruden could draw something up to put us in a, a, a favorable position regardless of the down and distance, especially in those situations. So, um, that's what separates good teams from great teams is being able to get that extra, that four-point difference from a field goal and to a touchdown. And when you get touchdowns on the board, um, you tend to win games. Yeah, no question about it. Um, you know, uh, Kenyon, uh, it wasn't a long time ago that, that you were one of the young guns, one of the young players. I know you mentioned it today. Uh, you know, uh, six years in the NFL, I think it is, uh, or somewhere around that, that you know, that, uh, that, uh, that realm right there. Uh, and I know doing this a long time, you talk to guys, and in the blink of an eye, man, you know, you're no longer the rookie, you're a veteran. Um, and, and it goes by pretty fast. Uh, but I say that to say this, this is, there's a lot of young players on this Raiders uh, offense. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs obviously going into his third year, but then you got Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and guys like that. Um, are you looking forward to the role that, that you can play, not just on the field, obviously, um, and you're going to do that, but in the weight room, in the meeting rooms, on the team playing, buses, being kind of a mentor and a guy to show the way. I know these guys want to win. I know these guys want to be professionals. But sometimes that veteran shows them the way. Do you Are, are you looking forward to playing that role? No, for sure. Um, that's just the nature of the, you know, this beast. Of, that's just life in general. You know, you get older, you experience more, and you, you know, you try to pass that down to – you know, people that are going to go through that as well and, you know, hope they, you know, heed your advice. Um, but playing this game, uh, going into my sixth year, this upcoming season, completing five seasons, um, it's gone by in a blink of an eye. Uh, but I felt like I played in meaningful games, including in college. Um, and also, you know, with that being said, with Josh going to the same college that I went to, I felt like we had that connection in that way. And um, I just want to be able to just be – not necessarily a rah-rah guy, you know, like, you know, halftime speeches, things like that, but just a lead-by-example type of person. I work hard. I come in every day. I, I do what I need to do. And, uh, you know, I try to do everything I need to do on and off the field from a professional standpoint. You know, it's a game. You got to enjoy it. You got to love it. You know, I bring that passion and that, that flair to the game. At the same time, you got to have a, a level of professionalism that will take you to the next level. Um, and that's what I'm going to try to, you know, lead-by-example and. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, like I stated before, uh, the young guys can just um, take heed in that. Like uh, I did, you know, watching a guy like Frank Gore in front of me when I was in Miami or other guys like that, you know, I was a young guy and now I'm the older guy. And, you know, I just want to continue to, uh, you know, play in that role and uh, hopefully uh, continue to get better as well. Yeah. And, you know, along those lines, uh, uh, I would imagine going to a place like Alabama where there's five stars, four stars, you know, uh, everywhere you look. Uh, and it means that, you know, you're not always going to be the guy. Uh, and, and there isn't always the guy at Alabama. You look at, you know, Henry Ruggs and, and uh, Jerry Judy two years ago were the guy. <laughs> you know, in the next, how are they going to replace them? And then all of a sudden, 
here comes you know two more All Americans and a Heisman Trophy winner, and that's just the way it rolls uh, at Alabama. But I would imagine that when you're surrounded by that much talent, uh, the, the the egos go out the door. It's all about the team and blending in and being a, an asset and and understanding how to play with fellow players. Um, is that do you think that's a lesson that you can help? I mean, especially now coming into a situation where hey. You and Josh Jacobs are going to be the running backs, whether it's running back one or two or whatever, however you want to call it, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, uh, you have to blend in. Uh, do you feel playing at Alabama helps you in that regard? No, no doubt. Um, it, you know, it, it taught me patience. Um, it taught me how to watch and learn and continue to better myself uh, day in and day out, um, every rep, uh, because there was so much talent around me especially in our room, and there's only one ball and only one opportunity to kind of go out there and do what you can. I mean, sometimes you got to sit behind the Eddie Lacy, you got to sit behind the T.J. Yeldon, you got to, you know, play with a Derrick Henry, you got to see all these great people that come before you, with you, and, you know, Josh Jacobs after me, Najee Harris, Damian Harris, uh, Bo Scarborough, just all these names that, you know, was in one room and one position and one, uh, one team. And uh, we all have this real tight fraternity with us, you know, like you said, no egos, just Understanding that winning and competing was the you know the, the the number one thing that we wanted to do. We pushed each other, but at the same time, it wasn't uh, you know anything to do with like you said egos. And that's what I kind of carried into the league. Um, you know, not really starting from the jump, uh, played meaningful downs, but you know, not necessarily being a quote unquote man. Um, I got that opportunity in uh, Arizona, and I, you know, I was grateful for that. Um, and, you know, I still want to have that man mentality. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a dog, like a hundred dogs will eat. Uh, but at the same time, I don't need, I don't need to be the quote unquote man to go out there and make plays for a team and help teams win. Um, Josh Jacob is a very obviously quality running back and everybody else in the room. It also is very quality. We wouldn't be in this position. We wouldn't be in the league. Um, so, you know, we're going to learn from each other, play off each other, um, you know, have, uh, success amongst one another and go out there and have fun and win games. That's, that's what it all comes down to. Well, you got some Clemson guys there, too, uh, on both yeah, sides I'm, of the ball, but a whole I bunch of hold, Alabama guys. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and as a Notre Dame fan myself, I can't, I'm, I, 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 I wonder when and if ever Alabama's ever going to take a step back, but it sure doesn't look like it. They just keep reloading, but it's a good thing, and I respect the heck out of that program, and I think you're going to enjoy Vegas uh, and enjoy playing for the Raiders, and I know Raider Nation is going to enjoy having you um, in the fold. Uh, Kenyon, thank you so much uh, for spending some time. Uh, 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 safe trips back to Atlanta. Uh, can't wait to see you. Hopefully uh, there's actual OTAs and minicamps this year where we, can, uh, where we can sit down and talk, but I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on the show, Vinny. You got it, man. That's Kenyon Drake, uh, the, Raider, uh, the Raiders' newest uh, offensive weapon. I call him a weapon because he could do it all. And I think Raider fans are going to love this dude. Go watch the t- – I, t- I talked about you know Solomon Thomas and, and what he brings to the table, even though uh, a lot of it needs to kind of get taken out of Solomon Thomas. He needs to get back on a, or just on a consistent basis. But go watch the tape of Kenyon Drake making plays all over the field. Uh, down in the red zone, um, long long runs. He has a, a, the, the, upper, the ability to, to take it to the house. Uh, he's a tremendous pass catcher. Uh, he runs the ball. He's a willing blocker. Uh, he's going to fit right in and, 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 and talking to him, and I'm sure this came across to the listeners. Uh, humble, uh, understands, uh, uh, like you said, being patient, being willing to be a good teammate, being willing uh, 
uh, to share the load. It's not all about you. It's not all about him. Uh, it's about the collective effort, getting the best 11 on the field at any given time and everybody maximizing their snaps when they're out there. So I think Raider Nation is going to love uh, Kenyon Drake, and I appreciate him spending some time with us in the huddle. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster. You're brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Thanks once again uh, to uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, the Raiders' new uh, running back uh, by way of the Arizona Cardinals the New England, and uh, Miami Dolphins, and of course uh, the University of Alabama. I think you got a sense of uh, the type of person Kenyon uh, is uh, listening to him talk uh, just a little while ago, uh, the leader that he's going to be, but also uh, how he envisions himself being used in this uh, Raiders' offense. And and I really believe watching the tape um, of him that. He could be a real asset uh, at, at, in that red zone uh, area. And, you know, the Raiders increased their efficiency. They got better uh, in the red zone this year. There's no question about it. Um, the numbers went up. Um, the numbers actually went up from 2019 to 2020 in terms of scoring touchdowns. It just didn't do it. It just didn't go up enough. Uh, they were good at kick of field goals in the red zone. Uh, they were okay in scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They need to get better uh, with their touchdown efficiency. And I really believe that Kenyon Drake, with everything that he can do, uh, coming out of the backfield, lining up in the slot, uh, putting him in motion. Uh, there were some plays um, that I saw uh, where, you know, uh, out of the backfield, he became a, a pass catcher, you know, going in motion, um, uh, scoring touchdowns in that regard, uh, but also sticking it in, <laughs> you know, uh, on those short yarded situations as a runner. So I think um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how it all unfolds. Um, but I think that John Gruden is already cooking up some ways that he can use uh, Kenyon Drake uh, as a weapon all over the field. There's no question about it. Uh, he can also be a workhorse. He could take over, um, you know, uh, uh, drives. Um, you know, when when Josh is on the on the sideline, they can play in a tandem sometimes. Um, there's just all sorts of ways that you can use uh, a weapon like Kenyon, and I think that it's really gonna benefit this Raiders offense and keep in mind um, you know this Raider offense is going to get better because guys like Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards are going to get better and don't forget obviously about Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs uh, can get better you know is the offensive line completely settled no um, but I think as you look at it right now right tackles basically the one spot that they have the glaring spot um, but that's the one glaring spot um, if you remember last year at this time, Henry Ruggs wasn't here. You know, uh, Brian Edwards wasn't here. Nelson Aguilar wasn't even here. There were a whole bunch of issues at wide receiver last year at this time. Uh, and then on defense, Corey Littleton wasn't here. Nick Wachowski wasn't here, uh, right? Um, and uh, you had young guys. Jonathan Abram hadn't played. Uh, the safety spot was was wide open. Uh, well, now a cornerback who was, who was going to start opposite Trayvon Mullen, you know, didn't, didn't know who that was going to be. Uh, but as you look at it now, um, you know, uh, is there, you know, question mark because Andre James, the young center, is taking over for Rodney Hudson? Yeah, no question about it. Is there some uncertainty because, uh, you know, Denzel Good is probably going to now be the, the guy at right tackle? 
replacing Gabe Jackson. Yeah, um, you know he has to go back out there and show it again. He did last year, but he has to go back out there and show it again. Um, is Richie Incognito uh, coming off you know a season where he only played two games because of the Achilles tendon? A question mark. Yeah, uh, but if if all of those guys turn those question marks into um, certainties. And then our offensive line, I think, is going to be fine. And you got to go find a right tackle. There's plenty of time to do that in the draft or the remaining free agency. But as I look at it, the, the needs are getting more and more and more narrow. Uh, got to go find a free safety. Uh, got to figure out what's going to happen at slot cornerback. Got to figure out what's going to happen as far as a um, either a backup cornerback to Damon Arnett or somebody that might come in here and push him. Uh, but it's not as vast as it was uh, this time a week ago, and certainly not th- this time a year ago. You're in the huddle, Vinny Monsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador.